In this week's episode, the Justice League is hanging out with a genie, the Eternals is becoming way too star-studded, and we ramble on about how awesome Jane Austen is. It's all happening now on Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B! Welcome back once again for another episode of Cover B. We are here. We are ready to comic talk. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens. I hope you guys are digging the new sound we be putting down. We just got some new sound equipment and we're testing it. It'll probably tweak over the next few episodes. Um, but we're just getting used to the game and having like left and right stereo and stuff like that. We're but so fancy now, super you guys. Super fancy, yeah. This thing makes me feel like I need to be singing in a speakeasy. Yeah, right. Throw my ass on Riverdale. I am ready. So you're going to have a lot of tea coming in your left ear for the headphone users a lot of me coming in the right ear let's be real though so, i'm gonna be coming in both ears because i am loud like a mug loud. so let's start comics uh i wanted to open up by talking about this was a really cool book and i don't know how easy it is to find um <clears throat> but it's by humanoids which humanoids is an imprint it's kind of hard to describe. They tend to do a lot of like sci-fi fantasy stuff. Okay. Um, it feels very heavy metal. I think they've had stuff in heavy metal. One oh, of the more okay. popular titles is called the Meta Barons, um, and they oh, do a lot okay. of like European type stuff. Interesting. Um, anyway, they seem to have a new imprint coming out called H One, and the whole kind of organization of it is that it is going to be very topical focusing on very like socially current topics neat and stuff i like, like that. that um the first title that they're launching with this is written by mark wade it's uh called ignited okay. um there's somebody writing it with mark wade so let me look that up while i talk Getting anyway credit where it's due <clears throat> yeah it's um so it opens with a school that recently underwent a school shooting Ooh. and is getting all the media stuff that goes right. along with it and ultimately what goes down is that there's this small group of kind of hacktivist type people that are fighting against the school board and the city to not like arm the teachers in response to the school but then there's also like superpowers involved so oh, it's damn. like people start getting superpowers and like certain people went missing after the school shooting and stuff like that so this is like super freaking relevant yeah it's it's super i mean it opens with a dude talking about how they have like chaos act, what what is it uh what what was the word for the actors the quote-unquote supposed actors oh tragedy actors or something chaos yeah. actors or yeah something. Uh, talking about how they, you know, had uh, was just actors talk to the can and stuff. So, very, very like, very current. Um, but it was really good. It's like it's a compelling book. It's really well written. Um, the art is really cool. It's like a thick book. It's printed on nice paper. The colors are really good. Huh. Um. So I mean, it feels like this humanoids. Uh, company is trying to maybe break into the mainstream a little bit more maybe get some more shelf play right um because my experience with humanoids has been mainly like graphic novels and like hardcovers and like reprints of european books and stuff okay. like that um so you know this might be their 
attempt to try to get on the shelves a little bit more hmm. and increase their presence. Get some of that um, real estate. The person who wrote this with Mark Wade, and I'm going to mess up this name. It's I what we do. Go ahead and tell you, is uh, Kwanzaa Osajefo. Osajefo. I think that's right. Anyway, um, great job. Uh, it's it's worth a read if you can find it. I don't imagine a lot of people ordered it. Um, well, but it's but a Mark it Wade is, book, so it maybe, is very good. Right? Yeah. So Mark Wade and Kwanzaa. Oh, is this the guy? I think this is the guy that did Blacked or Black. Yeah, this is it's the writer who did Black, which is a comic by I think Black Mask that was like super popular when oh. it came out. So. Um, so they're getting some names too yeah so nice it's really cool uh it's it's a cool premise generally cool book definitely worth picking up in its in and it looks like at the towards the back of the book it seems like they're going to be setting up like a whole world of this ignited concept so they've got like other titles of people being ignited the whole thing feels very valiant like when valiant relaunched right not too long ago and it was like all the like what do they call them? Like psyops, I think is what they call them in that. Or, oh, what do they call them in Valiant? I don't remember what they call the super people, but in this, they call them the ignited, and it's all like very interesting powers. Like one person like disappears into like some graffiti on the walls, so she can like manipulate art to some degree. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Ignited number one, pick it up. Nice. I have a indie number one as well. Cool. Um, it's sort of a number one. The, the reason I want to mention this, so the next round of Lady Mechanica started. Neat. Um, Sangre. Sangre. I, I, I'm get, I took French for like a billion years and I never took Spanish. And so anytime there's anything Spanish, I pronounce it French and I make people really aggro about it. Sorry. So anyway, the number one of the new Lady Mechanica, Benitas. I love Benitas. I love the art in Lady Mechanica. But the mm-hmm. cool thing about what he does is he does these like five issue stints where some of the pieces parts are connected between these individual stints. So like the previous um like mini set was La Belle Dame Sans Merci, and that was a really good one. And that one was about like an evil muse killing a guy, so that was neat. And then this one carries over some of the themes and some of the story into this one. Mm-hmm. But what I like about it is that you can literally jump on at any number one in Lady Mechanica. Nice. Yeah. Like. Because they're all just like two, three issue minis. Right? They're like yeah. maximum five issue minis. And because I think La Belle Dame Sans Merci was a five issue mini. It may have been a four. But um, it's just, it's really cool because. It gives you a lot of access points, and the art is so cool and so unlike just about anything else out there on the wall right now. Um, it's got this really cool steampunk vibe, but the writing is very clean and and cohesive, and the stories are always super interesting and engaging. So if you have not previously picked up A Lady Mechanica and you are interested in checking it out, I highly recommend getting started on this one. Um, Lady Mechanica Sangre. They're in Spania this time around. She traveled to Spain, so that's cool. So, number one, go check that one out. Also on the indie number one train, I am super stoked that this team is back. Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman 
did a book that I picked up back in 2017 and had like nobody to talk to about it. I think it <laughs> flew under the radar for a lot of people, but it was called The Few. Um, and that particular one was set in kind of a post-apocalyptic, not, I guess it was post-apocalyptic, um, what is the, like dystopian, I guess is more the word, um, a dystopian America <clears throat> where there were like tribes and there was like this very oppressive kind of like government entity um and what i loved about it is that it was you know an easily graspable story but the concept was still like really like engaging oh cool Uh, like the narrative itself was really engaging the characters were fun and had a lot of body to them and then the art is great like um it's it's this like minimalist use of color so it's like very edgy kind of like obviously 2d art like it doesn't try to be very depth heavy right um but it you know in the few it was mainly gray and like monochrome and then like splashes of red so oh, that's red cool was like the only color um they have a new book out called thumbs number one um is out this week again great concept it's the concept is it's very um uh ready player one. Oh yeah so it's okay. like kids using their video game skills to like overthrow the government oh I love and it's it. again like a dystopian kind of area where this dude who's very like steve jobs very google very um like uh elon musk yeah is all about like we need to give you know i can make high-end technology and sell it for tons of money or i can give it to the people that really need it you know and yeah. let them have it to you know is very socialist very like communist outlook towards technology um and the government eventually was like no 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 sir and so they started like banning technology so this group of um kids essentially gets drafted to this academy that is literally like called something fortress academy so it's like very blatant um and they're gonna straight up overthrow the government and there's a lot that goes on. It took a turn that I was not expecting from the original solicitation. Oh, I love that. And it in this one, it's like all gray with pinks. Ooh. And it's just great. It's just such good art. And again, the characters are great. And there's this little story at the end. And I hope they do this in every issue. There's this little story that is like a news, like a news broadcast about um, like technology in the home, like advanced technology in the home. And it's talking about like... Um, holograms and how people there's been like a surge of people um you know getting holograms of their like dead relatives and it has this like one guy who's like i am super productive at the office now that my mom gets to spend the day with me and it's like some old lady like sitting in the background and stuff like that and the story it's like a three-page story and it is one of the like most emotionally like gut-punching stories Because it then focuses on this family whose kid died. Oh. And it goes from there. And I'll have to... I'm not going to spoil it here, but I'm going to spoil it for you after we're done recording. Because I literally, like, teared up. Like, it took... And it was such good storytelling because the point of the story happened in this tiny panel. It didn't... They didn't say it. There wasn't, like, a noise cue. It just happens. And you're like, oh, shit. And you realize what's going on. And it's oh like God. a twist. And you're like, oh my god, that's crazy. And you have so many questions, and then it just cuts. Oh my god, I and need it's to read this. so good. I yeah, need gonna, to read this. I'm going to force you to read this Okay. Um, when we're done oh, so I'm we so can talk in. about it. But 
Thumbs number one, very good. If you didn't pick up the few, it's in trade paperback form. It's a mini series, so you can get the whole thing. Also very good. Sean Lewis and Hayden Sherman, you guys need to keep making stuff together because you are quickly becoming my next, um, you know, go-to team of like writer and artist. So please, please, please keep doing it. Nice. That's exciting. I'm I'm excited to read that that you mentioned. Like that mm-hmm. sounds really cool. That's a really cool switch. So okay, I also read another number one. Um, this is actually a Marvel number one. So I was very very excited about this book. Black Cat number one came out this week. Okay. I am obsessed with Black Cat in general. Yes. Um. Ever since I was a wee little thing. Wee tiny little tea. My first real involvement in Marvel in any way, shape, or form was the Spider-Man animated series mm-hmm. from the 90s. What, what? One of the best. It was, like, life-changing. Well, little impressionable tea hated Mary Jane because, whatever, Mary Jane was the girl next door and a total poser. Meanwhile, Black Cat was, like, way in control of her femininity and didn't take no shit from nobody and was beating up dudes and beat a total badass and was like, Spider-Man, why don't you just be Spider-Man? Because Spider-Man's going to be way cooler than whatever the hell you got underneath that hood. And I was like, hell yeah, Spider-Man is way cooler than Peter Parker. Obviously she's right. Why don't you love her? What is wrong with you? (laughs) Anyway, little impressionable T never fully grew up and I have always carried that unabiding flame for Black Cat. Yeah. So here's where it goes sideways. No. No, no. I don't think I'm really feeling this comic. Oh, really? So here's why it sucks. I'm also reading Joelle Jones' Catwoman. Uh And Joelle Jones' Catwoman is flawless. Oh, yeah? Like, the art is stunning Mm -hmm. because i mean the writing is clever it doesn't wait for you Mm -hmm. that's kind of a weird thing to say but like it moves on and if you didn't catch what they were talking about well you're an idiot they knew what they were doing Mm -hmm. like it's it's quippy and it's smart and it depicts her like catwoman in such a great way yeah like she just she don't take no shit and it's exactly what i want this feels super forced. Like, okay. it almost feels like they're trying to recreate the Joel Jones Catwoman. Hmm. But in kind of a weird, slightly comedic, awkward way. Like, she does the same type of inner monologue, but it's like, I'm fabulous. And I'm so, and I'm like, no, 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 hmm. no, no, no. You're a freaking crime boss. You do not, like, the whole first thing made me think of the damn song they sing to Miss America. Like, or, the, oh, it's even worse. It's the song from Miss Congeniality that Shatner's like, she has poise and she has grace. Like, <laughs> yeah. that song is like the first three pages. And she I'm like, has poise. The yeah. art doesn't totally jive. It makes her face look weird. Like, mm-hmm. she spoke, like, at one point, these, like, the best part has to do with these two humorous 
like security guards mm-hmm. who are having their own side conversation and like this one security guard's the best whole part of the book and but at one point he's li- they're like describing her like felicity or felicia <clears throat> blah 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 blonde or white hair five blah doing blah and the other guy's <laughs> like total stunner five blur doing blah <clears throat> and he's like total stunner and the guy's like oh sure stunner and i'm like stop like just stop like and i don't i don't want to be that guy but i'm gonna check something really quick because i'm pretty sure about this and i don't mean to be rude mm-hmm. and it's and it's a number one so there's a lot of potential yeah for i mean this it, to it get could like, go go a lot of different directions right this could get great and i could be super into it but catwoman is written by a woman mm-hmm. and black cat is written by a man who's, who's writing it uh jed mckay hmm. i don't even know much about jed mckay to be honest i don't either and i i'm not saying that dudes can't write chicks dudes can totally write chicks kieran gillen can kill it what i'm saying is that a character that is identified by being massively in control and manipulating her femininity mm-hmm. maybe benefits from someone with the feminine mindset. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's that's like I I I again, it's early. I could end up loving I hope it. it. Yeah, I mean, I hope it goes somewhere because it's her first like ongoing. But ongoing at Marvel doesn't mean shit. Yeah, you know? it could end. In ongoing six could be yeah. <laughs> ongoing could be like seven hundred issues, or it could be twelve. You know, yeah, like that. That has no. It just whatever. means they're not dedicating to an end. You know? Right. So I'm I'm hopeful, yeah. but maybe I just wasn't super wowed. And fair enough. At the same time. Maybe you should take me with a grain of salt because if it wasn't the best book in the whole entire world, I'm not going to consider it good enough for her. Yep. Toxic fan right I here. I am. <laughs> Preach it. I do what I do. Well, also on the Marvel front, um, I uh, one shot came out for the big green monster, Incredible Hulk. Um, it's called Incredible Hulk Last Call. Uh, the big kind of important bit about it is that it's a re-teaming up from the classic Hulk a uh, crew of Peter David and Dale Keown, who had a really popular run. Oh, neat. Um, with the big dude in purple tights. Um, <laughs> it was good. It, I mean, <clears throat> anytime Marvel does one of these, and I guess this is something they're going to be doing like throughout the rest of the year, like re, re-teaming up like popular teams. So oh, it'll neat. be interesting to see who all they get uh, back together, <clears throat> what bands they reform. <laughs> but. This one, it was it was a good read. It was very, very interesting because it laid heavily on uh, Bruce Banner's tendency to want to die, uh, mm. want to kill himself, yeah. essentially. And it ultimately had him making the same plan that he made with Hawkeye during Civil War II. Oh, that ended well. But, you know, this one would have been set in, like, the nine like this book was set in somewhere in like the 90s like somewhere in the midst of the 90s run oh okay because it took place shortly after abomination killed betty which happened in like 98 i think um and so he was like calling the suicide hotline where i guess she used to work and was telling this lady about it and then he ends up saving her and you know it has a good like you know even though you might feel worthless 
you're not worthless to some people hmm. or your place in the world is not pointless it gets even better. if you like some part of you tells you that it is um yeah it had a real gets better vibe to it they had like the suicide prevention hotline in the back of the book nice so it was it was a cool book that's random good. deadpool cameo i don't know what that was all about but that's weird <clears throat> um worth picking up if you're a hulk fan worth picking up if you're just want something that's a one book read because it's just a one shot um but you know it's nothing to like write home about honestly hmm. <clears throat> fair enough um my last book for this week is actually um <sighs> female furies number five. Oh yeah here we go i don't I don't even freaking know anymore, you guys. Is it over? Was this the last no, one? No, it's, it's not more? freaking over. There's another freaking issue. I have to read one more. Okay, so this one felt better. Um, The girls actually, like, thought about it and were like, man, we've been regularly, like, abused and sexually assaulted and talked down to. <laughs> What's and, that all about? Like manipulated and treated like shit huh that's kind of weird isn't it sucks maybe we should you know make them pay for it and so at one point this was pretty nice but the guy who sexually assaulted the one girl who ended up like dying evil queens from snow white style with the shoes yeah that guy his rest of eternity is going to be being sucked in all directions into a black hole neat that's fun <laughs> so that was rewarding yeah hey. um i don't understand how big barda fell in love with scott free in 20 minutes that's a little weird they're like they're like essentially like non-committal married he can escape anything except her heart that hurt my soul <laughs> That was, that, no. I was going to say accept her gaze, but to be fair, <laughs> since we're having a conversation about, like, f feminism, yay or nay, using the word gaze. Not great. <laughs> it's probably not the best Not time. the best choice. Probably not the best yeah. one to use. No, I would, that. yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. stay away from Just that. Avoid. But yeah, like, I don't know. I'm still weird that they're, like, like literally, they met, and now it's, like, they're, I don't know, living together in like 20 minutes. Huh. And now they're implying that Granny had has like ulterior motives that she's going to go oh. like jack up dark side or something, except mm -hmm. she's still using the girls as her like whipping people. I don't know. I It got a little better. There was some justice mm. and some revenge, but... Until Granny Goodness goes down with the ship, I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, I don't know. I'm still not, I'm still not there, you guys. If anybody's like, this is the feminist anthem we've been waiting for, <laughs> help me. This is absolutely the most female empowering book ever. Help me. Yeah, explain I can't, it. I'm not. Send us a letter. Like, I, and I did, like, feminine literature studies in college. That's we like, get it, yeah. It was rough. <laughs> we, we get it, T. <laughs> I don't get it is the problem. <laughs> That's the issue. That's the problem. All right. Um, to wrap me up, I'm going to talk about Justice League 25 real quick. I don't have much to say about this. It's the... Honestly, I... They... 
pitched it as like it's the year of the villain prelude but the year of the villain stuff is like way in the back and i have not been reading justice league but there was so much bonkers shit happening <laughs> in like the first bit of this first like superman's all scrawny a la like frank miller dark knight and then what? like he like ping pongs through a bunch of suns that apparently robo batman put for him and then he shoots back into our dimension and punches aladdin's genie in the face and it was really crazy what the um, hell did you just i read? pick up the book and you'll understand um but towards the end they do start like <laughs> I guess the Justice League, something something Mixes Pitlick happened, and Justice League was in a different dimension where they sucked. And huh. and I mean that in the sense of there was a Justice League, and they all sucked. And not in, like, a, you know, my school's football team way, but, like, a, you know, very uptight Catholic school kindergartner, kindergarten teacher way. You know what I mean? Huh. Like ah uh, miss grayberry sucks you know what i mean like yeah. that kind of way i guess kindergartners went in third grader um <laughs> kindergartners wouldn't be like sucks they'd be like miss grayberry's a meanie poop head i mean i say that today so i think anyway yeah. so sucky <laughs> sucky hit you on the wrist with a ruler justice league was there and they defeated them with teamwork and mainly with superman punching the genie and then the genie Why joins their there team a genie? there's a genie he's got a hammer and an anvil and what the hell yep, I, i'm just calling it like a sees it um so the genie joins their team begrudgingly and then they go back to their world with genie in tow and uh they find out that like the world hates them and it's kind of cool because i'm reading last night on earth and it uh, feels very similar. And I think Scott Snyder's still writing Justice League. Um, but it, it feels like a very similar premise to what is going on in Last Night, of, Last Night on Earth. In other words, like, to summarize, I guess, uh, Lex Luthor, like, hopped in. Yeah, Scott Snyder's writing. Hopped in, so that makes sense and defeated mixes pitlick after the justice league disappeared and then popped up and was like hey the justice league did some stupid shit and now the universe is being destroyed so boom and then like commands everyone to be villains essentially huh. is like hey you know they call us villains but all we're doing is like it's kind of very sith jedi-esque it felt really cool in that oh. way and then he's like you know, I, you know me, you've seen me in different lights. I've been on the Justice League. I've been against the Justice League. You know what it is. They've called me villain. But you know what my crime is? I live by my emotions and my passions. And I live for today. And I don't live through some, like, stoic idea that some super person tells me. Preach it, Sith, and, baby. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, you know, our universe has come to an end. So we might as well just, like, make this world what we want it to be now. And the only way you do that is by going out there, finding what you want, and taking it, and being it, and doing it. Huh. And he's like, I'm dissolving my entire business, and I'm going to be giving out, like, all my patents, and all my fortune, and all my tech, and all this stuff to various Holy people crap. you'll find out in the future. And he's totally going to give it out to a bunch of supervillains, and it's going to be awesome. awesome. Um, so, Year of the Villain 
sounds really cool and i'm really excited yeah to see where it goes i'm I'm a little worried because i think it's gonna be all over the place like title wise like i think it's gonna pop up literally like everywhere and that's gonna be frustrating um but i'm hoping what they'll do is that each character will have their own kind of year the villain shit going on and you can like read theirs but you don't have to read all of it right anyway um you know i mentioned the dc year of the villain like 25 cent book when it came out i'm pretty sure i did uh but this is the official like launching point and picks up kind of where that one left off Hmm. and it seems interesting so it should be pretty cool And now, your Cover B News with your hosts, Chris and T. News time. News, 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 news. Hold on. Hold on. So you're allowed to sing, but I'm not allowed to sing? I was doing it before you got a chance to. That is some bull. I'm going to news first. So, this is really quite sad. We have had not one, but two cancellations by Mm sci-fi of comic titles. Yep. Deadly Class is not getting renewed for another season. And Happy got canceled as well. So, that's two. That's not the end of sci-fi comic book stuff because they still have resident alien coming up so that's cool and they're still you know more than likely looking for other things to pick up but it is really kind of a bummer admittedly i feel kind of at fault because we actually talked about the first episode of deadly class when it came out and it was awesome and we were like yeah we can't wait to keep up with this and then we started our whole like trek down the world of the arrowverse Arrowverse and have not watched another episode of deadly class apparently though we would not have had much impact because part of the reason is that while deadly class has a significant following Mm -hmm. and like a pretty hefty fan base everybody who watches it watches it after the fact everybody streams it and so advertisers don't want to pay for it because they're not getting seen and so it goes down the tube well i thought it was really cool i know they're both both the showrunners the showrunners for both are shopping them out to other places that's Um, cool i saw an article that said that deadly class had some opportunities but nothing set in stone and then everyone's pretty sure that um happy is gonna get picked up as like a netflix original oh, that'd because be it's cool. apparently been doing really well on netflix oh, um that makes i sense. mean i want to watch it i haven't watched happy but i love um what's his name christopher maloney yes um i love him uh, detective stabler stabler's <laughs> stabler's my boy he's my anti-drug because i light up and then he punches me um he would too he would he'd like drop kick the shit out of me he is not john having... cena the f out of me John Cena. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was stupid. Um, but we did it. We committed. But, so that's probably going to be it. There was another show recently that I guess like the same thing happened to. It got canceled and then it got picked up by Netflix. I don't remember specifically what show, but that's what everyone thinks is going to happen is that it's going to get picked up by Netflix, which would be cool. That would be nice. So, speaking of Netflix, um, this is actually a pretty huge announcement, and I just want to put, I'm going to put 
You can't see it, but I'm putting a large green check in the Chris was frickin' right department. Um, <laughs> because, so, take a take a time travely trip backwards with me for a second. Where, so, the, the card game Magic the Gathering. Um, I don't play it, so I can't get into too much details, but I know enough about it from being around it. It's a card game. Um, that focuses around two players who are actively like summoners slash wizard type characters. Like that's what you're assuming you are who are summoning like creatures and summoning like spells and magics and various other things to huck at each other to try to do enough damage to defeat the other person. And then there's these characters called planeswalkers. Their whole thing is literally as it sounds, they can walk the planes. They have access to this thing called the spark that gives them this ability um and that whole diatribe i just went on totally contradicted how i started it with i don't know much about it anyway um so it's been going on since 1993 or some oh shit oh my god has it been and that long yeah it uh 92 or 93 Jeez. and for the most part for the longest time it had just been a game that's been accompanied by cool van art um and that's just all it was. It was like, oh, hey, look at this weird-looking minotaur. He does this much. Um, and that's just what you did. Uh, it didn't have, like, an anime. It had, like, some comics. There were novels, especially when they started getting the Planeswalkers involved because now they have, like, characters. Yeah. Well, not too long ago, they went from doing – every year they would do what's called a core set, which is really, like, standard cards that are good to have. Right. And then they would do three blocks – or three sets – in one block that were like based off a theme so just quick example theros block is like ancient greek themed okay so all the like the three sets all have different cards but they all fit in the same theme and then the next year they start over okay not too long ago they went to instead of doing it in that yearly basis they were just going to do two so like two 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 in the themes and they had a few that they just did, like, one, like, a set called Dominaria was just, like, one. One, yeah. And they were really pushing, like, the narrative of it and this, like, long story that was going across the different sets. So, like, something was happening in these two, and then that carried over into these two, and then this carried over to the extent where the most recent set to come out is called War of the Spark, and it's all the Planeswalkers fighting over this magic to be, like, the last Planeswalker. Huh. Um... Back when they changed it up, I was like, I know why they're changing it up. They're changing it up because they're like one of the few things left that has all this lore around it and no movie deals. That makes sense. <laughs> well, guess what? <gasps> the Russos. Oh, snap. Of a little little known franchise called the Avengers. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, are going to be making a animation, like an animated thing. Uh, for Netflix. So now we're going to start getting your Chandra's and your Jace and your Nico Bolas and hopefully a lot of Tybalt because everyone loves Tybalt. Um, People hate Tybalt. (laughs) All over this bitch. And yeah, but I, again, I just want to make sure everyone just picture in your brain a large billboard size checkbox with a large green check in it and it says chris was right because i was right it's totally what they were doing they weren't able to sell any movie deals off all these different themes coming out they weren't able to sell any movie deals off of like 
you know, you'd have Chandra in one set, and then you wouldn't see Chandra again for another, like, few years. Like, they weren't making any movie deals off that shit. So they were like, we need to get our core Planeswalkers, and we need to put them in every effing set and make a story going across so that these movie execs are like, whoa, so hey, little Timmy, it's Thanksgiving, I know, but what are those magic cards? And Timmy's like, this is Chase. He wears a hood and is really emo. Here's his story. And movie execs like, oh, cancel Thanksgiving. I gotta go talk to the Russos. That's how it went, actually. Is it? I uh, yeah, I have a reliable source uh, that tells me that that is the exact way that went down. So I don't believe you. Yeah. You hey, should. Chris. Hmm. Who's your favorite planeswalker? Um, I am personally a fan of Chandra. Okay. Chandra. Uh, I think her last name is Herbowitz. Um, she is a fiery Jewish princess, and uh, she don't take no schmaltz from no mutzpah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> that was. I know Yiddish words, and I could not come up with. It. <laughs> <laughs> so I came up with schmaltz and mutzpah. Anyway, I, I don't. Sorry, all our elderly jewish listeners i i am i'm failing you who's your favorite a johnny hashtag team johnny yeah okay. i was gonna say like you're again. cute and like i'm glad that you have a favorite but you're wrong again i don't play um you know i know a johnny's a giant lion everybody's all about jason liliana and nicole Bolas. well they're all wrong yeah. because a johnny's a giant lion how yeah. would you not go with the lion what guy the promo that they have definitely has chandra on it you can tell by her fiery Jewish princess hair. Um, <laughs> she's not. She's like, I think it's like Nalar is her last name. I think she's actually technically, like if you, I mean, she's from like Kaladesh, which is like kind of Indian Pakistani themed. Oh, um, interesting. You know, so uh, probably more akin to that, but whatever. <laughs> Chandra Herbowitz is what she is. In <laughs> it's my, what she is now. Mind. CPA Chandra Herbowitz. <laughs> she lives up in the east of Brooklyn. And uh, she goes to the same deli every day. If you ever want to see Chandra, you just go down to Mike's. Mike's big, big deli. <laughs> <laughs> you went way too hard, you way ever... too fast, and, and it suffered. <laughs> yeah, you ever have... You ever have a bit... That is like one of those poops that you just can't shake off. <laughs> you have a Klingon, my I good a friend. Klingon bit. I need some Charmin. Just slap it across my face. Here's some Charmin. His name is Keanu. Whoa, give me some Keanu news. Yeah, so... Keanu's. Keanu's. Welcome back to your cover B Keanu's. <laughs> <laughs> Only here, folks. Um, so, the Eternals movie has yep. some big names going on right now. Nice. We've talked about Angelina. And now Kamal Nanjani is also involved, which is dope. Sweet. Um, so, like, Marvel's, like, going hard. Well, now they're also in talks. They are trying to hook our good friend Keanu. Nice. And I don't even know how to deal with the amount of star power they're putting into these well, movies it's now. Like, like so it's they... getting excessive. Yeah. It's like they moved to the Eternals, and they were like, wow, this is another weird one. Remember what happened with the inhumans and they were like never again (laughs) 
so they're just like going down the list of like most recognizable names yeah basically well and that's the problem is they're going down the list and they're like nope use that one use that one use that one (laughs) that one is on this list because of us (laughs) that one's been banned from this list you know who you are terrence howard edward norton (laughs) Oh, that wasn't even his fault. I, so a hot take. I like bumbly teddy bear Mark Ruffalo Bruce Banner so much more than like emo. Can you give me my, uh, my chemical romance. Can you give me my, my chemical romance album back? That's my Bruce Banner. You know what I mean? I mean, because when you think like heavy eyeliner from the early knots that's what you think of like you got mark ruffalo who's a believable like somewhat gentle scientist and then you got edward norton who it's believable that he's like sitting in the back of the class like scratching out velvet revolver lyrics on his chuck taylor's (laughs) you know what i mean like but you know what you know what you have to take that movie in context though because if you compare that movie to the original Hulk movie, the Edward Norton movie was like a prayer in the darkness. Like, <laughs> we we earned that Hulk movie. Poor Eric Bana. <laughs> he should have been a shoe-in for the Hulk. Because his last name is Bana, you know? It's what they call Bruce when he goes to, like, Queens. They're like, oh. is that Bruce Banner? It's Bruce Banner. <laughs> is that Bruce Banner? Get ah, over here, Banner. Get yeah, over you know, here. That, that was a short way to go for a dumb joke. Uh, <laughs> I like this. It was one of those corner stories. You go down to the CVS and you're like, oh, yeah, I just needed some dumb joke. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> like, you pick that up and like a pack of gum and then like a way too big bag of candy for your 30s. <laughs> and some coffee filters. Yeah, and you're like... <laughs> Yeah, I just popped in to get a dumb joke. Or you're having a, you have a coupon for dumb jokes? I'll take two. Give me two. Anyway, I am hopeful that Keanu gets in there because this movie's turning out to be like way big for its britches, and I kind of dig that. Like now it's becoming a challenge. Now I want to see just how many people they could get in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're gonna get Brad. Like you're gonna pull Brad into this movie? Like they're going to fuse. Are we gonna get George Clooney? Like they're gonna fuse Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt together to make Brad Cruise, and they're gonna put him in the movie. There's a lot going on there. They're uh, and they'll throw in a dash of George Clooney, so it's Brad Cluesy. I can't even picture what that would look like. Like I'm trying to smoosh all their faces together, and I can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Reconcile that in my head. They'll and they'll put in a pinch of Anne Hathaway. So it'll be brand cluesy. Well and Emily (laughs) Well and Emily Blunt sold her soul to like Disney, so she should be in it too, right? Yeah, so it'll be it'll be brand (laughs) cluncy. They can't have Chris Hemsworth, so they'll just take Liam Hemsworth so that they can have some Hemsworth. You know what I mean? Because Hemsworth's been doing Hemsworth. so well for them. So it'll be Bran Clunsyworth. They could get Miley Which instead. sounds like someone who should be hanging out with Mr. Darcy. 
<laughs> oh my god, it totally yeah. does. That is just like calling. And Mr. Darcy, who is your friend? Oh, well, this is the good Sir Bran Clutzy. <laughs> that is the most he just came down Jane Austen name I've ever heard. Came down from his home on the heath to <laughs> join us in the festivities this evening. Yep. That's, that's the long lost Jane Austen novel that we never yes. knew we needed. Yep. And Darcy and Clunsyworth. Me putting into the ether that I've read a ton of Jane Austen. <laughs> like a lot. Like a lot. I love like it. we took a whole uh, course on just Austen. I love Jane Austen. She's so smarmy. <laughs> it's true. People give her so much crap. That's because they all read like, I don't know, the wrong one. Like, people need to read Emma with a much clearer mind because that book is freaking hilarious and mm. people just don't pay attention to how damn funny she is. They all take everything very literally. I'm like, she's not. Well, getting back to news things, um, this was cool. I really, really like this. So I actually found this out because I was on Instagram and I follow a lot of these people on Instagram and they were posting like, having fun in kuwait and i was like what the hell and it was really cool um so dc slash cw i guess did a like uso trip in kuwait that it was is really so dope cool. they brought like the tumblr like batman the batmobile yeah tumblr. and it was jim lee tom king daniel panabaker uh candace Patton, and nefessa williams so if you don't know, I mean, Tom King, Jim Lee, great DC creators, great parts of DC. We've talked about both of them, I think, plenty of times on this show. Nefessa Williams plays Thunder in Black Lightning. Candace Patton uh, plays uh, Iris in Flash. And Daniel Panabaker is Killer Frost. Um, That's awesome. Super cool. They went to, like, I think five different bases uh yep five military bases in kuwait they went to camp buring camp arifjan ali al salim camp patriot and al jabir um they brought a tumbler like i said and they just kind of like hung out and like ate food with people like so like i said they're all posting all over their instagrams about like how cool it is um yeah it was just it was super cool to see um you know them go out and do this and everyone seemed like really like hyped to see them and Aww. like they're just hanging out with people like being dope so that tickles my fancy yeah cool cool choice dc that, that is a really cool thing to do well played you know good not sirs. enough like you know people do uso things and you know go visit the troops and stuff but like that's just a really cool one like you know, imagine being, like, a comic nerd, and you're, like, overseas, and freaking Jim Lee walks up and is like, let's talk about you. And it's like, <laughs> can you sign my balls? <laughs> like, <laughs> please? You know, so, um, I, I just thought that was really dope. That's not something that you hear about all the time. These, like, just really cool nerd people, like, going and visiting troops. That's really, really awesome. So, all right, well, I think that's going to do it for us this that is it, but, session. But, hey, wait a minute. Where's oh? the third segment? Well, on this Saturday, we're going to have a real extra for you. Whoop, whoop. And we're going to be talking about Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. It's literally the worst rated Can we go... X-Men film. Can we go see Aladdin? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's not a comic okay, movie. There, yeah, but we, we do like general nerd things. No, we Bright, have to Brightburn go. doesn't have a comic. We're gonna go suffer like we're supposed to. Hellboy doesn't have a comic. Trinity agrees. <laughs> Our cat just got like really aggro yeah, about that. that. She's, she's like stuck in this room. So she's, she's super mad, but she'll get over it. Anyway, so yeah, we are going to go suffer through uh, Dark, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. So you don't have to. Yep. Because apparently it's so bad. We're gonna go watch Sansa Stark brood her way through space and hopefully Ugh. devour Cyclops as if he were a plate of hot things. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Well, anyway, thank you for joining us. If you want more Cover B, you can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter at Cover B Podcast. That you can. You can also follow me and Chris on our Instagram accounts. There's there's all sorts of Instagrammings happening. Um, and you can find all of the different ways that you can listen to us and buy our merch by going to our website, coverbepodcast.com. So stay tuned. And tomorrow, this tomorrow, we will be posting our next episode of Coverbe. See you then. Pray Tune for in us. Later. Yeah, if